I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. guys welcome to episode 17 of house of hail i'm charlie prue and i'm gonna keep my calm through this podcast all right everybody calm down everybody calm down just calm down let's get some stuff out of the way uh first I want to thank everybody for listening to House of Hail on Apple, Google, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Also, thanks for following me on Instagram and in Facebook at House of Hail. Now, guys, listen. <laughs> Even with this heartbreaking, devastating loss, you can still show your Michigan pride. And at the same time, you can show your House of Hail pride with your free swag bags. Yeah, shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. That's all it takes. Tell me you want one. I'll get you one. Um, what else can we talk about? <laughs> well, I guess I stalled for as long as I can. Um... Oh, this is painful. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the Michigan State game. And at the end, we'll review the Indiana game. That should be fun. I can't wait to hear what I'm going to say about that. (laughs) All right. So, okay. Okay. Michigan, Michigan State. Okay, first of all, God damn it! I'm going to try and stay calm. Okay, listen. All of a sudden, the Minnesota game doesn't look so great. (laughs) Just as in the Minnesota game, our secondary got exposed just to a way more extent this game. And I know I was probably our secondary's biggest fan. And on paper, why wouldn't you be? You listen to what the coaches say. I know they're up in their own players, but I, and I get that. But on paper, we have a great team. But I said they would get it together. And in the Minnesota game, Minnesota had two passing plays for over 30 yards. Okay. So that's a little exposure, right? And that would tell the coaches, like, that's something we need to work on or pay attention to or watch. Well, (laughs) what happens in the state game? State had five, mm, I almost said it, I almost said the F word. State had five pass plays for over 30 yards. That was their lowest. Guys, they had... A 30-yard, a 31-yard, a 40-yard, 
a 50-yard, a 53-yard pass plays. Our DBs have been completely exposed after this week. State targeted Gray every time. And even when we would pull our safeties over to help Vincent Gray, it didn't even matter. Um, I remember the coaches really upping in uh, Vincent Gray. And if you, re- you think about this, guys, our team has had practices. Mel Tucker, had, he had very limited exposure with a brand new team. Those weren't even his recruits. This, it just, I would probably rank this as Michigan's greatest loss, like most hurtful loss to Michigan State. Maybe number one or number two. If you're thinking that field goal one, that was Harbaugh's, what, his first year, I think. Um, You know, things like that are expected to happen in in this rivalry, especially. Um... But man, it's this one's very tough because as a Michigan fan, we're just expecting Harbaugh to take that leap any second now, and we want to believe in him so bad. But you know another play that worked for State? <laughs> the screen pass. Anytime they wanted it, it was there. Anytime. Take it. We'll give it to you. You'll get a nice 10, 11, 12-yard run out of it. I mean, we had our plays too. But when you can't back it up with a win, it's very hard to focus in on those. Um, But listen, another horrible stat. Michigan only got two. That's right. Two tackles for loss. And never sacked Lombardi. Not one time. Guys, I feel lucky that State, um, I mean, they just, I feel lucky they just didn't target our DBs on every single play. Lombardi had time. He had the time. Um, <laughs> State definitely went in with the game plan of getting the ball out very quickly and they did and it also helped with uh state's o-line really handling our d-line during passing plays we had two tackles for loss guys two (laughs) and the reason for that is because michigan had to send help to the dbs we had to we had no choice they were killing us they were killing us on the edges and or or in the deep back um the bad thing is even though we would send help it didn't even matter look to run don brown's scheme you have to be in man-to-man coverage you guys your guys are on islands is what they call them they're on islands but you have to have good guys on those islands 
If you don't, then you have to send help. And once in a while, you do need to send help. But you can't send, you can't scheme for that the whole game and run the kind of defense he wants to run. Um, you know, so the, the D-line might have been all right, but when your DBs and safeties can't hold up there under the bargain, nothing works. It's tough to put on our, our D-line because – what are they supposed to do? I mean, Michigan pulls Vincent Gray, right? He's getting killed on the corner. They pull him. They put in a sophomore, Jalen Perry, on him. And at both times when Gary or uh, Gary, when Gray or Perry were in there, they would send help. And it, from like Ross would come over and help. And it didn't matter. <laughs> it just didn't matter. It just. And look, bad calls or no calls from the refs, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Guys, it should it can't come down to that every time. It can't go come down to the refs every time. We can't put it in another person's hands for us to win a game. We have to convincingly just win a game. And I mean, Michigan State, they didn't convincingly win. They won 27-24, but I mean, they convincingly Took our corners out. Holy shit. And, uh, guys, I just don't know what to say about our defense. <laughs> In particular, our secondary. Because, unfortunately, Michigan's, like I said, been exposed now. So, I guess Don Brown has a lot of work to do. Because it's only getting harder from here. <laughs> You know who's coming up. So, listen. Okay, let's let's move it. We've bagged on the defense and secondary long enough, and maybe I'll sprinkle them in some more because they deserve it. But let's talk some offense. Um, they definitely don't go without blame. Uh, let's start with the O line. Don't get down on them yet, guys. Don't do it. You want to. I I feel you right now. You want to. You're like, nope, Charlie, you're wrong. You're wrong. Don't do it yet. This is the Michigan-Michigan State game, guys. Neither team did shit for rushing. It's like that a lot when we play. <laughs> you know what it is. I mean, it's the type of game it is. I mean, I I do believe Milton didn't have to leave the pocket as often as he did. He could have just stepped up in the pocket a lot of the time and let the pocket collapse behind him. He would have saw a whole different field if he would have done that. Instead, he kept rolling out, um, I believe, mostly to his right. Um, well, when your quarterback rolls out, the O-line can't do a lot at that point. I mean, they can stop the pursuit, but... They can't get what else is coming. They're not there. Um, while I do admit this, um, I just have this note here. While I do admit, we played our age at O-line, um, young, you know what I'm saying, as a whole, you know, with four new starters, but they aren't bad. They really aren't. Are, I don't think... I think the fact we couldn't establish the pass 
really put a lot of pressure on those on our young O-line. Um, but, you know, someone who depends on the O-line a lot is our running back. So, you know, we had such a stable running back. We do have such a stable running backs, and it showed in the Minnesota game. But uh, really not much to speak of in this game. <laughs> and really on either side of the ball. Um, Haskins led us with 56 yards. One touchdown. I mean, unless you want to count <laughs> Milton's 59 yards of rushing, he really led the team in rushing. <laughs> um, I was really impressed with freshman uh, Blake Corum. Wow, like, he's little. Like <laughs> He had 15 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 17 yards receiving. He's quick. He's quick. Um I was really, really surprised, as I always am when teams hold him down, to see Charbonnet. He was held to three yards rushing officially. He had some attack, some uh, tackles for loss, but his longest run was only six yards. He had some uh, receiving yards, but nothing huge. It just kills me when he doesn't get involved. Like I feel. I don't get it. Some games he's super hot and some games he's super cold and he's, I don't know. Um, just a tough day rushing <laughs> all the way around. State's D-line played us like they usually do. And I want to say we played them like we usually do, just not well enough. But Michigan should have known this. We And we know this, especially we don't have a new coach. <sighs> um, <laughs> I got to keep catching my breath, guys. <laughs> Trying to remain calm-ish. But then when you get texts and calls after the game saying how you lost and here we go again, it's another year. Okay, but receiving yards, <laughs> they were better, guys. Receiving yards were decent. We had a total of 300 receiving yards. Um, no one over 100 yards, though. I, Roman Wilson led us with five receptions for 71 yards. Oh, and um, bang, speaking of reception, let's talk about Milton for a second. Let's move right on. Um, I already said he looked like he was at a dance party at times. He could have sat in that pocket a little better, uh, moved up a little more, trusted his guys a little more. He rolled out too much for my liking, fired on the run too much. He fired with huge velocity. Um, but seriously, even though, does he throw the ball that hard that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that receivers have a hard time catching it? I mean, really, does he? I thought, if he does, I thought he learned that control thing over the summer. Because um, all we were hearing in the offseason was, oh, that's a thing of the past. Like, he's got touch. And, and I did see at times some touch in the Minnesota game. Not so much in this game, though. Uh, now, in the same respect, 
our receivers were completely covered, guys. Their secondary held their end up. They did. They held their bargain, their end of the bargain up for their, their D-line. We could get no separation. None. I don't know if our guys weren't doing double moves. I don't know if the inexperience in our wide receivers, the size in our wide receivers, did that, you know, I don't know. They got to work on a better scheme for that. But, um, you know, one positive I, I did bring out from the Minnesota game was our time of possession, which our defense was on the field too long for the Minnesota game. So I was really watching that for this game, and we did good. I, I, it was something like, I want to say, sorry, I don't have the exact stat. <laughs> nice going, Charlie. But it's something like 33 minutes. That's not bad. That's really good. We had the ball more than half the game. So, But we just couldn't score the points when we had the ball. The fact that Michigan just didn't even try to take shots downfield, it's mind-boggling. It's really disappointing. Why not? I can remember one play in particular, in particular that Milton overthrew uh, in the end zone. I think it was Blake Corum overthrew him in the end zone. And I just remember thinking, like, Justin Fields would not overthrow that guy there's just got to be better touch on that ball if he's firing it too hard he's got to know that like guys have to be like dog come on now slow it down I get when you squeeze it in you need to fire it and he's got that arm but he needs touch he's got to learn that and I don't know as far as I've seen you tell me different accuracy I guess that comes along the same lines is touch right <laughs> but even though like they didn't come through on any deep balls or anything or you know maybe tried it once or twice and nothing happened on it, you just have to keep going for it you have to because you have to make that threat possible um <laughs> another thing that was crazy listen guys I effing hate the Wildcat offense. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. How in the crap do you justify taking out the best player on the field, arguably, in Joe Milton, and for two plays in a row? <sighs> Come on. Maybe one. Whose call was that? Was that Gat That had to be Gaddis. Okay, and I'm not calling Gaddis out, but I am a little. <laughs> Maybe one play, try it, but two in a row when you're in, you know, listen, okay. They've taken my advice before from House of Hale, so here's some more advice from House of Hale. When you're inside the five-yard line, leave Joe Milton in the game. Boom! Free advice. <sighs> but, I mean, even with that being said, I guess I never really felt the game was out of reach it never really was I it never felt that way it never felt like we were gonna take it over either though but 
you know, as far as like I did that review the way I did the the last game we played, <laughs> I just can't do a play by play of this game. It's tough to relive it again. Like it's that it's like that Michigan Michigan State game with that block punt or that muff punt. Um I've never rewatched that game. I just that's one game I cannot rewatch. I swear to God, I've watched it live um, at uh, the sports bar I usually watch them at with when it's packed full and it's divided right down the middle and walked out of there in shame. <laughs> that was the last time I watched it. And that whole week, guys, after that game, I did not even turn on anything to do with college football, especially Michigan. I didn't watch the news, anything. The next thing I watched was the next Saturday's game. I never watched highlights of that. It's crazy. <laughs> but I'll try to I'll break it down a little bit, you know, real quick. First quarter, 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> Second quarter, State scored 7, Michigan scored 3. Third quarter, State scored six. Michigan scored seven. Fourth quarter, State scored seven. Michigan scored seven. So it was never really, that's why it never felt out of reach. But here's the difference. No deep shots for Michigan. And, and honestly, guys, the swag on the Michigan team was not there at all. Listen, like, for example, I brought him up before, Justin Fields. I watched the Ohio game, and that's how you have swag. They walked around like it was theirs. Everything was theirs. By every Everything was theirs. Penn State's field was theirs. The way they moved to the ball... After the play, just got up and walked back to the huddle, walked back to the line, gave the ref the ball after the play. They had control. They showed control. That's an elite team. I freaking kills me to say that. That is an elite team. Uh, Michigan, <laughs> they just had a slower, slumpier look. They just looked sluggish. And I'm sorry, I don't want to see a Michigan team that throws 51 times a freaking game. That's not the team I want. That's not the team that's going to help us. I believe, personally, mm, probably like an effective offense, um, regardless of the running game even, mm, should be around 35 attempts. 51's obscene, though. I don't want our quarterback to lead the team in rushing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't mind that he takes off. That's great. But he should not lead our running backs. That's, I don't like, I just don't like that personally. That's not Big Ten football, and I'm not saying... I mean, whatever it takes to win a championship, I'm with you. But I just don't think that's what's going to beat Ohio. I like that he ran for 59 yards. Don't get me wrong. But 
Our running backs need to rush for more then. That's what's going to make us beat Ohio. Um, we just have so much to get cleaned up. But, I mean, one thing that is cleaned that seemed to have gotten cleaned up Quinn Nordine's back our special teams was good he didn't miss one so I guess he worked through something they never said what it was he worked through something but Mooney was good last year I still have faith in him even though he miffed it in Minnesota but uh Nordine's back so I think they'll both be cleaned up as far as special teams goes I'm not worried about either one of them at all um who I am really worried about though guys is Vincent Gray yikes I hope that this doesn't kill his confidence and if it did I hope he gets it back (laughs) and really that position guys that's where we miss Ambry Thomas that's where we wish like he would be back but in this game, point blank, our corners got schooled in this game. No matter what we did. And, I mean, guys, MSU had six plays. Just six of their offensive plays totaled 232 yards. They knew what they were doing. My only question was, why didn't they keep doing it? That's crazy. And with that being all said, right, question for you, my house of Haliacs, why wouldn't Indiana do the same thing against Michigan? (laughs) Right? If you were coaching Indiana, you'd be like, boom, we're game planning it. We're doing the same thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because, as you all know, we play at Indiana at noon next Saturday. That's right. Guys, we have to turn the page on this game and look to Indiana. And for me to keep going with this (laughs) after a hard loss for Michigan State, I even told my wife, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do the podcast. I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. Guys, the problem is Indiana's going to try to do the same thing, and rightfully so. And maybe we can't play man all the time. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Coach has got to get this thing figured out because Indiana's quarterback, Penix, he just went 17-26 to and three touchdowns. Very respectable. And guys, I've already told you my feelings on Indiana, right? They're a really good team. Really good. They play people to their, their other their team's potential. It's really something to see it's amazing um and they always play michigan well always 
Uh, there might be a few salt and pepper years. Michigan always comes out on top, though, guys. It's not get it twisted. The record's heavily favored in Michigan's favor, but um, does that mean anything in 2020? Yeah, I'm putting that out there. I'm going to blame it on COVID year. <laughs> but they're a really good team. It, um, maybe they'll even overlook Michigan now. But I doubt it. They've a great coach. Um, and honestly, they'll be excited to play us. They're looking forward to it. I would be. <laughs> Everyone has our game plan now. This state game really effed us. It really changes everything from here on out for us. Um, and every year it's been worse for our defense. Every year it's like we just tweak very little every year in our defensive scheme and people know what to expect now our offense may be able to tweak a little bit and figure it out but um man our defense those that's a and let me tell you don brown's scheme is nice it's a nice really aggressive scheme but it's like investing in the stock market okay you invest in aggressive stock it's hit and miss right? When it's good, it's really good. When it's bad, it really sucks. And unfortunately, we're not changing anything of substance. So um, as far as, you know, even coaching goes, are you guys still on Harbaugh's side? I'm a huge fan of Harbaugh. You all know that. And I make no secret of it. <laughs> but it's getting hard for even me to defend him lately. Because um, as of now, Harbaugh's 1-6 against Michigan State and Ohio State at the big house. That's our freaking house! That's our house! I'm not going to lie. If, if I'm... I may sound calm, cool, and collected right now, but this loss stings. Because <laughs> now we all have the high honor of dealing with a full year of bullshit from our state friends and family. That's a moment of silence for that. Cheers. I still don't think Michigan State does shit this year. But damn. They did it against us. I predicted one, zero to one wins. And I did predict it would be against Maryland or Rutgers for them. Obviously, it was not Rutgers. <laughs> There's no, is it just us then? Oh, my God. <clears throat> but. You know, that score prediction was way off. But the House of Hail prediction <laughs> was right on par with a lot of other people's prediction. A lot of really big people's predictions. Businesses, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but <laughs> with the way Michigan played 
um, this past Saturday, there's no way in hell I'm sticking with my original score prediction on the Indiana score. And guys, I can't even recall what it is. I go back through my notes really quick. Can't find them. Um, I want to say I had us like 31, 24, something like that. It was up by a little bit. Um, I, I thought Michigan would come on in the fourth, I believe. Um, and I, guys, we're pro-Michigan here, right? I really want to believe Michigan will fix the problems by Saturday. We're Michigan. But the thing is, <laughs> Indiana is actually hitting a stride right now, guys. They're feeling a swag right now. And with Minnesota losing to Maryland, and Indiana killing Rutgers, who just beat State, who just beat us, some score adjustment may be in order for the House of Hale on this one, as I do reserve that right. Trademark. Copyright. Boom. Um, with all that being said, don't sleep on Michigan, guys, really. I know I'm fanboy, but don't sleep on Michigan. Don't. That's a rivalry game. Take it that way. And for my older listeners, you've seen this from time to time, right? Where Michigan would go in number three. Michigan State would be unranked. And they beat us. It would happen. It didn't happen a lot under Bo, but it. I think it happened, th- uh, what, three times or so? <laughs> but it did from time to time. It did happen, and shit happens, and it, it's happening way too frequent. I got to move on. <laughs> but listen, guys, for as much uh, Joe Milton bashing that I may have done today... He really didn't have a bad game. You, he really didn't. Uh, statistically, now, he had 300 yards passing. He completed over 60%. No turnover. We had no turnovers, but neither did they. Now, if, if I just told you he had 300 yards passing, completed over 60%, and no turnovers, wouldn't you take that? You'd be like, yeah, wow. We had to have won then. now (laughs) with Penix Indiana's quarterback he completed over 70% of his passes (laughs) for 238 yards and 3 touchdowns Uh, guys I think it's going to come down to defense and Don Brown's got to figure this out. He's got to, guys. Um, I hate to say it, or he's gone. He's gone! And I don't know if it can get much worse for other coaches, unfortunately. It, 
But if he doesn't, Don Brown especially, if he doesn't fit, because he's been outplayed in every single big game. Almost every single big game, guys. I love Don Brown. He's awesome. But, man, he needs to evolve. People figured out our scheme. I'm just not sure how <laughs> Michigan's defense will respond to Indiana, though. I, I do think some things will get figured out. I don't know if I can be specific on that. I, I think offensively some things will get figured out. I think Joe will figure some things out. He already said in an interview he was dancing around too much. That's where I got it from. So he knows he could have had better pocket presence. And it wasn't all bad. He did have some. Um, it's a second start, guys. He needs to lighten up on the ball, though, probably. I'm sure his receivers would appreciate the hell out of that. Um, We'll get it figured out, but... I hate to say it, I don't know if we'll get everything figured out. This is going to be a very tough game <laughs> versus Indiana. I'm just trying to get to muster up the courage to get the score out. <laughs> Listen, though, guys, if Michigan gets some swag back, I mean, I want to see some shoulder swag. When you walk to the freaking ball after the play is over, Hold your head up. Pump your chest out. Get those shoulder swag going. Strut. Get it moving. Get the head up. God, they look down every time. But if they get that figured out, guys, I'm going to say Michigan's going to pull out a squeaker. 31-28. Now listen, I think the over-unders, it'll be 50 and obviously, right, I'm taking the over, right? It's going to be – I do. I mean, we scored 24 on a stubborn game against State. Um, We can do it. We can do it. Don't lose hope, guys. That's our one loss. If that's what it takes to get this season figured out, take it. But we got to see where we move from here and figure this thing out. Um, the 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 worst, the absolute worst thing though about this loss. So this week we can all hear everything about Harbaugh being overrated, overpaid. <sighs> okay, well, question for you: Who else would you get? What's your idea, guys? Tell me. Send it in, please. I'm I I want to know. I'll I'll talk with you about it. The only person that would even come to mind for me and a lot of people might not like this would be Luke Fickle. Cincinnati's head coach. And I'm not sure he'd want it. I think he turned down the Michigan State job. But he, Either way, guys, I'm still on Harbaugh's side. I mean, I we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. Um, 
I mean, guys, this was a rivalry game. <laughs> so this is how it goes. <sighs> Keep your head high, <laughs> especially around your state friends. And, hey, well, you can remind them that uh, Michigan basketball has the number one recruiting class. <laughs> That's what they do. They move right on to basketball every time we beat them. That's what my state friends do. So we can get through this, guys. Let's, let's, uh, we just got to focus on Indiana right now. Everyone needs to step up, step up, and prove what this team is made of. It can't rain all the time. So that'll do it. That's all I got, guys. Listen, though, if you could do me a solid and subscribe, like, share, rate, House of Hail on your favorite platform, I'd sure appreciate that. Um, tell your friends also about House of Hail. If your state friends want to get on it, get on the Facebook page. Listen to House of Hail. Tell me what I said is BS. Get back with me on the Facebook page. Maybe I'll respond if it's funny enough. <laughs> but, guys, listen. It's not as bad as it looked. We'll make it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to House of Hail. Where those who stay will be champions. Go Blue. <laughs>